Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I hope not. Tyler Darnell are my heroes. 
I just can't um, get over. I mean, that road trip that they just went on, and it was part of that. But it was freaking awesome. Cool. I mean, in fact, I, I don't even know how Central lists Sullivan leave like that. Well, it's John Sullivan just a stud. Uh, it's just a, oh, yeah, I mean, that's really, let's get down to it. Yeah. That's who I emulate. Yeah, everybody has to pro some. <laughs> <laughs> you are love, Sully. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and we had a good time, yeah. And even at the pearl, we had Hey, Ronnie. Uh, yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Can't describe the so, pearl. So, John, I was, right when we were, getting ready to come on, we were talking about the Pearl and, and how it, that first infamous night. And we go downstairs, the guys break off and go downstairs, and we just see y'all cutting up on the deep, and then we come back upstairs. And I'm not going to repeat what we heard, um, but uh, Jerry's sister, Tina, just kind of, John Sullivan and I were ready to walk back out, turn around and walk back out. Uh, just an embarrassment. But it's only at the tip of the iceberg what was going to happen after that. Uh, it was a memorable moment for you. Sherry, uh, Sheree and, uh, and, and Sav. Yeah, Savvy um, Spooks. Kind of got it started. I mean, I think that they really, you know, they brought a lot of energy. The funny thing is, is when you bring that energy into a place like that, mm-hmm. you're, uh, and it's different. It's not like what we do when we go to the ranch, you know, yeah. where it's, it's, it, it's like we have a lot of respect for that place. We're not going to dare cut up. We're not going to, because we don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. But when you go to the Pearl, Pearl we have set the tone now that when you go in there, it, it is anything you want to say. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't like the boring questions. The what right, color do you right. like? What year is yeah. it now? They don't. We're, they don't like that. Are you a Civil War soldier? Yeah. 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 I mean, we'd rather ask like, you know, what type of sex toy do you like to use? You know, when you're performing. Yeah, that, you know, that kind of thing. yeah, that's what has to happen there anyway. They don't like the other stuff. That's boring. <laughs> and then you hear that fluttering sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Keep it professional, John Stevens. Damn it. <laughs> what was, what was, it's you're losing control already. Oh. And it's only 8.07. The hell. Trying to run a professional, clean show. Because everybody else's shows are professional and clean, but this one. And David Flowers has been brought into it now. It's even worse. (laughs) I heard stuff one night when y'all were talking about the roads that just, like, I don't think there's any men listening. That was crazy. But it was for educational purposes. I did learn a lot. Yeah. Educational and purposes. Why should I get on their phone and look it up? You know, <laughs> the time was, was freaking hilarious. 
it was educational. <laughs> the fluttering sound. Oh my God! <laughs> that would be Gene yeah. Wells saying Jerry got moist. Oh my God, y'all are terrible. It's moist out. <laughs> yeah, it was. <sighs> They're family. 
They really are. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yep. And we do have a good family. Yep. Yep. I agree. We got some events. We got some events coming up uh, that I want to. Well, I want to backtrack uh, to a couple of weeks ago or last week to when um, y'all participated. Y'all two participated mm-hmm. with uh, the placing of the flags at the um, at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell, tell me about that because I was unable to make it and. Yeah. But a uh, big chunk of that comes out of his out pocket. Out of his pocket. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, Ronnie, I forgot about uh, y'all were at St. Adams this weekend, and uh, um, that one slipped by me when I was uh, here a month ago to, to discuss that. Now maybe I brought it up because that was going to be like the last event uh, at, at St. Adams for the year. Um, but so. Did y'all do two cemeteries or just the one? Two. We did the two of them. Okay. Yeah. And I and, and yeah. I can't remember. Ever it's uh, yeah. Woodland and Green. Evergreen. Woodland and yeah. Evergreen. Woodland and Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And uh, I tell you, uh, what a great what a great thing. And, and also, you know, we've got a thing coming up this uh, on the ninth of December. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the toy drive. Yeah, um, toys for cots. To, to, to get your admission to investigate the cabin, the woods, and the brick rancher uh, for about six or seven hours or longer. Because uh, the last time we were there, we had a free for all at the end of the night where you could go anywhere you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I know I was there till after two o'clock. Um, nice. I spent like I spent my my group was the last one in the Greek Rancher in the basement, and then I stayed the extra two hours. I was in there for about two and a half hours mm-hmm. in the Greek Rancher down in the basement, and we just had people coming and going. It was a lot of fun, and uh, if the Greek Rancher can be fun, oh uh, definitely. by David Flowers. That's what I found. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. 
down in the basement, and Dennis has got a recorder, and, and it's just regular Olympus recorder, and we are doing verse sessions, and it's blowing this Marine's mind. He's like, I think the Marine was ready to kind of get out of there because uh, he had never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, Dennis put me on the spot. I'll never forget it because he said, John, Say the Lord's Prayer. I was like, uh, <laughs> <what the> hell. <laughs> <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, That's hilarious. So I got it out. I got it out word for word. I couldn't believe it, even though it was put on the spot. It was hilarious. At the time, everybody else was serious, and I was like, if they only knew. Uh, it may only do. Um, but uh, for those that haven't been, we were talking about the big turtle and how uh, it got its name and stuff like that. And, and anybody that wants to know that, we can share that story with them. Won't take y'all's time up. John Sullivan knows. Um, he's probably the only one in this chat that was there that night. And we are. Uh, and some of y'all have heard us tell that story many times, but um, to, we're talking about a room upstairs, the upstairs room of the cabin, and they knew that there was a uh, a male escort business was right of that room, yeah. right? or that's where they serviced females up there, if I have that correct. Yep. But the first thing you know is that you used to call it the black light room. Because there's a black light on the uh, on the wall up there, and it kind of brings me back to those days when it was cool to have black lights and stuff like that. And now, it all you, you use the black lights, you can see all the stuff all over the walls. And I don't know what that is. It's just bladder stuff. I don't. It's not blood. But I'm, <laughs> it's just oh, and it's a different mystique to the room, if you know what I mean. So. Um, only a black light would see that. That and taking one like my sister does into the hotel room she stays at and shines it over the biz. This is a trick I learned on 60 Minutes. Fluid check. Anyway. Me and Donna think exactly uh, like. Oh. It wasn't. It Probably was get along. Probably get along. Which other, the other sister? Your other one? Oh, well, you know, we get, we, we get along too, so, you know, it's, it's perfect. That's why we click. <laughs> Great minds yes. think alike. So, uh, and then you have the, uh, sometimes people, you know, the last time I was there, some people got uh, evidence in that room in the back on the first floor, you know, that back room. Uh, and then, the woods, there's two spots in the woods, the upper woods and the back woods. And so we're talking more battlefield type of stuff. The coolest thing I ever saw there was that picture I was with uh, kind of the dust. You know, it hadn't really gotten dark yet. And he got a good picture of a figure peeping his head around the corner of a, of a tree like this and then coming back. And I thought that was just unbelievable. <laughs> But you could get a shadow figure like that. 
You'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. Thank yeah, you. you don't need a biohazard suit for that room. You're good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, I mean, really to emulate what we really need to have going on in that room is some people that are uninhibited. I'm very inhibited. Oh, please. You got a fucking pole in there. Are you kidding me? I, I will. I will. I know. But y'all have to urge me and get me drunk before I'll hold it. But the, uh, but when you have people like Savannah or Cherie that just say the first thing that comes out of their mouths, and they don't care. Um, True. You know who else was there that night? Steve Thompson. So Stephen Thompson from up near, um, and he goes to all these events too. Y'all have seen him in his life, and he usually brings his sister and her daughter. Um, Stephen's a great guy, good investigator. <laughs> and uh, so Stephen was up there. Stephen's very reserved. And I looked over at his wife. His wife's even worse, you know, even though she's a sweetheart. And I'm looking at them, and they're like, oh, what did we get into? Why are we up here with these people? Because they are just, they are. They fall still. Steve, now we got a moderator in here that can keep us straight. Oh, she is. None of us are circled in red. He's straight as an arrow. It doesn't veer. Nothing ever back. Nothing ever bad comes out of his mouth. Yeah, what's in the red fucking circle, Paul? Paul, <laughs> oh, oh, thank, thank God that you're here. That's all I got to say, Paul. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so I don't know where I was going with this. We started off with me wanting to be John Sullivan, living my fantasies out there, John <laughs> Sullivan, traveling the world and investigator. <laughs> talking about the, the cabin on 360 and that. So, yeah, so cabin, and then you got the woods, then you go over to the brick rancher. We got upstairs with Melissa's room is the big thing. Um, of course, we have some things sometimes during the summer that we don't like to see in there, like if we had a snake or two. Glad um, they got that out of there before People like me got in there. But when you go down to the basement and saw the skin hanging from the ceiling, I was like, you got to be kidding. But I've never seen a live snake there. So take it for what it's worth. I've been there so many times. So those that weren't, aren't familiar with the Frick Rancher, there, I'm sure there are some out there that haven't been to Frick Rancher. Um, Yes, I am going with y'all next year. I don't care what I have to do. Because I will just go for the Ohio State football game. I am a Ohio State. And, and, I, and I love Sully because he not only goes to the Ohio State football game, but he wears his Dallas Cowboys garb. You know, at least Tyler wore Ohio State stuff. <laughs> I don't even know if Sullivan likes it Ohio State. I love Ohio State. Billy, you don't want to be me. Oh, my God. Hell no. Girl, I'm a handful. Um, 
Yeah, we can only handle one, Jerry. So what what was that? Uh, so we were talking about the basement. Okay, so the basement. you got Melissa's room. And you get a lot of activities in Melissa's room. And then we had, um, then we go into the basement. You know, we've all had different experiences. Yeah. So the first thing that ever happened to me there was that Mike, me and Jerry and some eight other people in a semicircle, and we're sitting there. And, and I've got I've got a hoodie, a black hoodie on, but I don't have the hood on. And all of a sudden, it just goes like that. It just pulls on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, at the back of the chair, it only came up to the mid part of my back, so it wasn't like I got a call on something. Right. It like literally just jerked my Flipped head back. back. Yeah. And then two seconds later, after that happens, Jerry screams. <laughs> she says, "Oh my God! It just felt like he ran his hand up the back yeah. of my neck." Yep. And then like like a nail, yeah. like a nail. Oh. And then it was just a matter of time before you had to run out of yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I left. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other, the other thing, and I've seen so many things, but one of the things that really caught my attention one night was this shadow figure that appeared and went by me. It went by me at a pretty rapid pace because it started. It caught my corner of my eye when I saw it was from the ceiling to the to the roof. Went by me so fast, and then it, then this girl about four people down from me just broke out in hysterics, and it it like I don't know if it got on her or in her. She she was a person that said that she was a medium, and that she was very very sensitive to things, and things would often come to her and stuff like that. I haven't seen her anymore in the cabin. Yeah. And any other events, just that one time. But so it, it, it attacked her or whatever. I wouldn't even say attacked her, but maybe it just arrived at her footsteps. And so she just busted out and you know, laughter, crying, laughter, crying type of thing. They yeah. had to get her under control. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and, and, uh, so, do I, uh, I don't know what it is. People are always asking that question. We don't know what it is. We don't know if it was what affected the stepbrother to kill Melissa. Right. Um, we don't know if it's always been there because we've gotten those on EVPs that it seems like it's always been there. We don't know if it's, and we don't think it's Civil War related either. I don't think so either. Like it's a, like it's a, it's almost like non-human is the way I've always been told. Right. I agree. Genesis would probably, Genesis would probably say that, that it is a non-human entity. Right. I agree. Or it never was human. I agree. So, not to scare anyone or say anything, it is just one of those places that you do come to when you do investigate places that can have a 
we've got a spiritual person here, and let me just latch on or see if I can. Whereas if you don't wear shit, they don't know. That's what I'm finding out slowly. My pers- Just my personal opinion. Y'all can beat me up over it if you want to. I just, you know, if they want to latch on to you, they're yeah. going to latch on to you whether you got a crystal on or not. You need your bunny suit. Of course, if I skits off your boyfriend, I get... That is true. Don't make him mad. He hits you. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. He's very jelly. I, I mean, some of y'all, maybe even me, had a ex-wife that wished that Sage would work on. <laughs> or crystals. I don't know crystals would work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll smudge him away. Yeah. I've got an ex-wife. The only thing that worked was money. <laughs> You're terrible. Stop it. Well, Stop it. Honestly, You're fired. That's all I can say.
When we went back, we counted how many people had said their name. There's 12. When we played back the thing, there were 13. Oh, wow. And we were like, what, what was the name that, that appeared that is not somebody's name in here? And, uh, and it was at the very end. It was like they joined in and said their name right on cue. That was one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me in that room. To see that experience. Yeah. Ron says this. Candy method? Yeah. Kind of bring in some energy uh, by touching hands and, uh, uh, and trying to get that energy up in the room. John Cheney came up with that. It's named after him. Um, wouldn't that be kind of, wait a minute, you're holding hands with somebody and getting the energy, wouldn't that be the same as like doing a stand yeah, sure. well, Or you're uh, building that energy up and feeling each other's energy and you, you got to be real open to it. And the, only thing that they're feeling, the only thing that they're feeling from me is sweaty balls.
that right. was, there was an offense. Right. I want people to know that, that there are things happening. Um, we can, because we do see a lot of the same people show up. I mean, that's, and that's wonderful because we, we're like family. But, uh, like, uh, uh, for instance, we got, we got something on the second uh, at Dunlore. We got the ninth at the cabin. And then on, a week later at the, uh, the Exchange Hotel um, in Gordonsville. In Gordonsville, uh, Tennessee Ray Chase will end up their, their ghost hunting for the year at the Dunlore. Exchange Hotel at the Exchange Hotel in Gordonsville. Um, and, and if anybody in the chat has not been to Gordonsville or, or been to the Exchange Hotel, it is uh, obviously one of the top. Uh, it always finishes in the top five of haunted places in Virginia. But it's also it's actually a really cool place to investigate and see because there's multiple buildings. There's the the main building. The hotel itself, um, and three floors, three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got the out kitchen, which has a downstairs kitchen, and then the upstairs has a room that um, that was there during the Civil War that served as a brothel. And so uh, that always gets a lot of activity up there as well. And then now they have the train depot. And the train depot, when it was in a, its original form, was spooky enough. But then it got it got dangerous to be in there, so they closed it off. And then they had to raise a lot of money, and it took several years to do this to rebuild the train depot. And actually, now their their reason for doing it is to be able to hold weddings and things like that. Right. But they don't understand that with the train depot, that's where they would be. So the soldiers that were being wounded and dying in battle in, in the western part of the state and the northern part of the state were being put on trains and rushed down to Gordonsville. Gordonsville was a triage. It was one of the first places they would come to get medical treatment. Believe it or not, they had an incredible success rate at Gordonsville. Not a lot of people died. They did have to amputate a lot of limbs. Yeah. Um, but it was a it was a stop before they went on to Richmond. And Richmond had uh, Chevrolet Park, which had multiple multiple hospitals there, just to to um, to deal with um, those people. But Gordonsville is special because that was one of the first places they arrived. The ones that did not make it on the train were dumped into the depot. So there was a there's a story out there that at one point it was from floor to ceiling stacked with bodies of dead soldiers who did not make that train. They didn't stop the train ride. Um, so there's a lot of activity in that building. Um, and we have. We have all experienced something there. Um, there is a story that I always like to tell about that train depot. Is I was there with um, with uh, 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 she was a psychic, 
and she's actually been on TV. Her name is Angel. Uh, not the angel that used to run the, the exchange. But Angel was there at a Paracon back in, I think it was 2016 or 17, something like that. And she and Jeff and I, Jeff Watts, the other member of uh, Virginia Paranormal Events, went with her to walk over towards the depot. And, and I was kind of explaining about the history of the grounds and stuff like that. And when we got to the depot, she said, I, I'm not going any further. We were about 100 yards, well, about 20 yards away from the depot. She goes, I'm not going any further. I said, and I was very respectful because she's very good at what she does. She's hypersensitive to all things paranormal. And she said, I'm not going any further. And I, and I said, can I ask why? And she goes, because that man up there is pointing to me to tell me to stop that I'm not welcome. And it's the same guy she described as what other people describe as a military person that stands up there and he kind of controls things and lets people know that they're not welcome. Uh, those that can sense them or see them. Uh, uh, different from the man that's in the upstairs or uh, of the summer kitchen. And so they have a little black away the summer kitchen made cornbread. And they also, people have captured whistling. So they whistled, um, bringing food from the summer kitchen over to the main house because if they whistled, they couldn't eat. And so that was one way to keep it theft down amongst the, uh, the servants that were you know, preparing and bringing the food over to be served. So people will capture whistling and things like that. People will... <clears throat> Sometimes capture cornbread. Um, I listened to an EDP by the Ray Chasers just the other day that they captured uh, with cornbread because they were there not too long ago. They 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 posted that. It was really good. Um, uh, but other things in that building have been incredible, and so I can't ever talk about it enough. Now, one good thing about um, they are going to be starting back up with Friday and Thursday. Um, I think it's much like what I would do at the Manor House. And so for um, it's a certain dollar figure, um, you can investigate there, I think, from 6 to midnight. Uh, I think it's, it ends up being like 50 or 60 bucks a person for if you're, um, I think, a maximum of eight or ten, something like that, then it's like a certain amount per person after that. You know, you could have somebody on each floor of the building in the summer kitchen. You could have uh, five or six groups, and no one would be, uh, no cross-contamination there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, RBA was doing it. Uh, I'll have to get John Harris um, to, to find out whether they're doing that or not. They do do um, the renting of the exchange. You would talk with um, them and, and, and Tracy Bruner is, is the one I think you would talk to and see what's, a, what's available on the calendar. Um, I know that Stephen Thompson um, 
was just there this past weekend. Um, he had invited me to come. I, I could not do it because I was in Williamsburg. And then that's why we came to see you all at the Manor House. And I, I want to, so getting back to this, I did tell you I want to talk to you about that. So me and Brooke and her family, daughter and a boyfriend, were uh, up in Eliza's room, uh, or what I call Elizabeth's room, um, upstairs. And uh, at one point, we had the lights out and everything, and, and and Brooke has a fire uh, camera, um, little handheld uh, handicap with uh, our lights and all that, and the battery drain very quickly. Now, those of us that have our lights know that can drain the battery, but they were fully charged that battery last five minutes. I mean, it didn't seem like it lasted that long. But at one point, so we had a red pod on the on the table, and they're playing a, a game on them. Whatever it is, they have an EMF detector on the mantle of the fireplace, and then all of a sudden, both are going, and they wouldn't have stopped. And I don't know, it was like a burst of energy came through that room at point. We all checked our phones to make sure they were on airplane mode. They were. So it wasn't from anybody from us, and there was I don't know what would be causing that burst of energy, because as soon as it happened, it stopped. And But it did last for at least, I'd say, it, I don't know, a couple of minutes straight. I mean, I was like worried that the red fire was going to run out of battery. And that's how long it was going. I was like, interesting. If you didn't know anybody, you swear, you swear, you set the REM pod on top of an electrical outlet, and the same thing with DMF. I mean, that's how crazy it was. So I still don't know what it was. Activity in that room. Um, we had a we had a blast with y'all the other night. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was there and having you out there. Yeah, I was. Uh, appreciate y'all you know, letting me come and be a part of it because I just feel like a, such a fan and, uh, of y'all and, and, the, and the place. And I just, uh, I try to get there as much as I can. We were in Williamsburg. My family was in Williamsburg. Um, uh, I was there with my sister, you know, my two sisters. And um, we were staying at uh, Ford's Colony. And that's not far from y'all. And so I said, come on, Donald, let's go on over to, and we had planned this. As soon as we found out, we'll do the we'll do the manor house on Saturday night, and then we uh, then my other sister and her boyfriend said, "Well, can we come along?" <laughs> uh, the one that always says nothing ever happens, and she doesn't. She said, "I'm a I'm a ghost killer. If y'all want something to happen, don't ask me to yeah, come along." Yeah, don't ask me to come along. Come along. And, she, <laughs> and then she comes along. Yes, yeah, she's so funny. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we tried everything to, to and, you know, and it did finally stop. Um, it, it really was wild. I, I, if there are things like that that happen, I just have no, I have no explanation for it. Right. I'm really done. Right. Um, we don't either. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, I, I know people can use things to set things off. Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen. 
Hello, all you freaks out there, and welcome to a very special Freaksgiving. I'm muted. I'm muted? Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. There it is. All right. Well, blog talk is here, the, the intro. Welcome to a very special Freaksgiving episode. <laughs> Freaksgiving, I freaks like that. Freaksgiving. So, how are you? I'm good. Doing good, good. It's coming on the show with you guys on uh on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. There's uh the Hill City Paranormal are are, are cool. They're they're fun to they talk really to. Are. Yeah. They really are. I'm glad we we met them. You're really cool people. Yep. So how are you? How is everything going? Everything's going good. I can't complain. I'm officially off now until Monday. Nice. So. That's always fun. Yes. So are you excited for Thanksgiving? I am. I am. What's your um what's your favorite part about Thanksgiving? What what does Thanksgiving mean to you? Oh my gosh. I don't know about my, my favorite part. I mean of course the food. I mean the stuff you don't get all year and you kinda of look forward to it all year long. Yeah. Um, but Honestly, I like so. I usually have a lazy. And I, I've been doing this since I was a kid. It was kind of something me and my mom did. Like Thanksgiving morning is always a quiet morning. If I'm if I'm the one doing dinner, then mm-hmm. like something's cooking in the oven or whatever, and I just kind of lay on the couch and watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and that's just like you know relax relaxing before all the chaos starts. And even if I'm going over to a friend's house or something for Thanksgiving, that's usually what I do. Just kind of make some breakfast, kick on the couch, watch the parade, you know, just relax. Yeah, that seems to be a tradition for a lot of people. They get up and watch the parade. Yeah. My dad was a big hunter, so, you know, he was always, like, our family, Thanksgiving was always very weird. We never knew exactly when we were eating dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it was usually just me and my mom while my brother and my dad were out hunting, so we didn't know if dinner was going to be at 2 o'clock or 8 o'clock. It just depended on what was happening with them and if had any luck hunting or whatever. So, Yeah, my dad was a big duck hunter. So when I was a kid, he would go out and he would spend the night at my river house. Um, and then we would go and meet him. He would drive down to the river and have breakfast down there with his side of the family. And then we'd come back and then have Thanksgiving at my parents' house. And when I got older... I went. I ended up going out there with him Wednesday night, and we'd have a men's night on Wednesday, basically oh, eating, cool. eating steaks and you know, uh, cleaning the decoys and um, the house was just this run, this run down like brick. Not well, not a brick rancher. It was a um, it was a rancher, but it was made of like concrete blocks. Okay. And the only source of heat was the fireplace. So basically, when you went into the back bedrooms, it was like freezing cold. So it was like built in the 1960s. So it was this old house, and it's just it had had a character to it. And it was the most exciting thing, being able to go to the river with my dad and have the men's night. I would be so excited on Wednesday. He'd pick me up from school, which never happened, and we'd go. I'd look forward to going to the grocery store to get the, the hamburgers and stuff, and. It was just, it evolved, and, you know, I got older. We still go down there, but I just, I, 
stop spending spending the night because I enjoy sleeping in my own bed. So I just wasn't sort of <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean, huddled on the on the floor around the fire wasn't as much fun anymore. No, <laughs> hugging, trying to get trying to trying to get asleep asleep before my dad did because I knew if I didn't I'd be listening to him snoring all night and then I would be up <laughs> and I would be miserable the next day while I'll try to do Thanksgiving. We would um we would do that and then like I said when you get older you start coming home and stuff like that but you know eventually after a while you know uh people start passing away and stuff like that so we, we don't really do that anymore so now it's just we kind of hang out until the time to go and then yeah. we'll go uh for the first time we're having thanksgiving at my grand by my aunt's house because my grandma passed away in in august yeah so you know, we're gonna have our first Thanksgiving without her there. So it's going to be different. I don't know how people are going to act. You know, I don't, I'm don't. i kind of not looking forward to that part of it. I don't like people, seeing people sad. Yeah, yeah. You, you know. try to make it not that way. I mean, that's the thing. I think that's part of, unfortunately, the non-fun part of yeah. adulting is that the traditions have to change whether you want them to or not. It sucks. And then we slowly lose more and more people and it's just yeah. not the same like it loses i hate to say it that it loses even you know from thanksgiving to news it loses some of the the mystique and the excitement that we used to have you know i feel like this like the whole part of thanksgiving is you know obviously being thankful for yeah. what you have and remembering or being appreciative of what you have because you don't know what is going to who was going to be there, or where are you going to be um, next year? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, sometimes when you lose someone, like you know, you lose a family member, reminder of that. And I think this time of year is all about, you know, family and being together, family and yeah. friends. You know, and it's just uh, it's nice to be reminded of that. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And keep, like, small traditions alive, little things, you know, oh, yeah. that you can to kind yeah. of help remind you. But, yeah. And I'm not trying to make this a – You can watch the parade on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not trying to make it depressing. Hot, depressing. It's just yeah. it shows the changes of, of, like, what can what can happen, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's just making making the new – I think the one thing we forget is bad to have new traditions. No. Because the new traditions kind of, like, what if we tried to do, like, just for you, like, what if, you know, y'all tried to do Thanksgiving at your grandma's house, you know, or something like that, and she's not there. So it's just the switching, you know, sometimes it's good, and it makes new memories, and now, you know, maybe you'll do it at your aunt's every year, so. What is up, Howie Odell? I took hey, my hat to you, good sir. It's, it's, it, it's. It's always the uh, and like I have no problem with going to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving, you know, but you know yeah. you miss going to the river, you miss because you do something for boom 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 for all these years, and all of a sudden it's yeah. not there anymore, and it's like oh like going to the river for men's night, okay, which I've been doing since until I was like forty three, whenever my other grandma passed away, right? You know, it was just an always something we did. So now it's not there; it's a chunk that's missing, that just takes some getting used to, which is all part of, you know, again, like you said, the holidays, you, you make do with what you have and you try to do 
got to have fun with it, you know? Yep. That's all you can do. What's your favorite uh, part of the Thanksgiving meal? Oh, my gosh. That's a tough question. I think my favorite part is stuffing. That's a lot of people's favorite parts. I love the stuffing. That's not something I will fix any other time of the year or, like, generally it's not a side I'll fix with anything. So I don't have it that often. I think that's why. Yeah, it it feels weird having stuffing on any other day. Yeah. I mean, maybe Christmas. Yeah. You can have turkey on Christmas. Yep. But any other time of year is just rough. I don't think I could do it. I don't think yeah. I, I would have, like, I'd, be, I'd have to be celebrating Christmas or Thanksgiving in June or something, make up a holiday and just go all out and uh, just have a Thanksgiving dinner in June. Mashed potatoes that's and gravy just taste better on this day. Yeah, that's true. And people I'll have mashed potatoes I mean, all the time. But it's, it's the magic of Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mixture of magic that makes them what's taste better. What's your favorite, Brian? What's your favorite? You know food? what? I don't know. I think I think the turkey is my favorite. Okay. I think the turkey. Well, yeah, that's another thing. You don't really just cook turkey on like a Tuesday in June. No. You know? But yeah, but it's it's again, it's it's the the day it's on. It's tradition. It's like it's like you know when you go and you buy fish, you get a seafood dinner. Yeah. By the ocean. And it tastes yeah. better because it's by the ocean. I think. <laughs> yeah. Turkey tastes better because it's on Thanksgiving. Although, I will sit there. I will go walk, walk in, like, grandma's house with whatever, be cooking chicken and um, – or chicken, turkey. And you can smell the turkey. You enter the – it's, like, the best smell. And I get so hungry that I load my plate up. I can barely see over the plate. It's, like, mountains of food. And I'm, like, eating, like, two bitefuls, and I'm, like, stuffed. Like, like – <laughs> <laughs> you can blame that on the mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, I feel bad too. People are giving me dirty looks when they morning bring half, half the meal to my to the sink to throw it out because I don't, I can't, um, I can't finish it. Let's see, FY from Howard Edson Odell. Did you <laughs> all know that Brunswick and hash came? I did not know that. I knew hash did, and that's just because my mom did hash. Like that was the best. That was one of the best parts is to have after Thanksgiving. How we made some creative things. That's the other best thing about Thanksgiving. Leftovers, cold yeah. cold turkey. Yeah, yeah. Cold turkey cold, is cold good. Cold turkey, a, a real turkey sandwich, like cold turkey with mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and white bread. Gosh, yummy! You get cold turkey. You That's buy good. turkeys, mustard. Uh huh. Put it on toast. Oh yeah. Especially the dark meat's got all the flavor to it. That is so good. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready for ready for Thanksgiving. Best cold turkey yet with tomatoes. Hmm. I'm gonna try I that. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I can see that. I can see that. Man. My I'm friend's getting, mom makes her mac and cheese with tomatoes. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Howie made uh, some um, Brunswick stew over the campfire 
or the fire pit, which is yeah, such oven. So good. It was it was really good. I definitely enjoyed enjoy that. Enjoyed it. Remember I love ones on Thanksgiving do the traditional recipes with a mix of but that's good, Lexi. Yeah. It's good to I think that's a good idea. That's one thing when I do good I will say that when I do Thanksgiving here, I usually try to pick something I've never made before, mm-hmm. something we've not done before, just to mix it up a bit. Yeah. I mean it's it's good to try new, it's good to try new things and, you know, test it out but you gotta make sure you can do it. So a lot of people say, "Don't try new things for Thanksgiving." I like the traditional stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true too. You like the candy jam or the the sweet potatoes and stuff? Not really. Me neither. To be honest. People, I, I never get. Not it. really. Never. I, I don't think. Hey, I've never ever had candy jams. I, I have. I mean, they're just not my favorite. Too sweet. I'm not a big cranberry sauce person either. Oh, I, I love the cranberry cranberry. You, either, you either love it or you don't. I am a big fan of the cranberry sauce that's got to come out the can. It looks like the can shape, but no, not but the kind that's got, like, actual chunks of can- cranberry in it. <laughs> yeah, you want the one that definitely has the indentations from the yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. No. ocean spray. Yeah, cr- I'm with you, Courtney. Apparently, Courtney not is one. not one either. Mm-mm. How about the green bean casserole? Oh, I can do the green, green bean, bean casserole. casserole now. I can do mm-hmm. that. Angie makes a good green bean casserole. Yeah. With the French's onions on top. Yep. You know what, Lexi? Maybe we can do a, like a Friendsgiving next year at the cabin. Try it. I yeah. like I, I will do that if there's foods that I'm not – Unless I just know I hate it, hate it. <laughs> but, like, sometimes foods that I don't normally care for that much, they're just not my favorite, I'll try them again. Yeah. And see if, like, maybe I like them now, you know. When someone asks me to try something, I'll try it. Yeah. But, yeah, I have to be encouraged to try it. <laughs> I, need, I need a little push to uh, <laughs> try it. Oh, now, now Ed's on. Howie left, and now Ed's on. This year I'm experiencing. What are you doing to your turkey? What are you doing different? Are you frying it? Are you are you smoking it? What are you doing? I have to know. Smoke Be careful if you're using one of those frying deals. I've watched those videos where people fucking try to fry a turkey and explode themselves. <laughs> it's all about making sure that the turkey does not have any water still in it from defrosting. It has no ice still in it, and that you pat it the same dry. And if you don't just drop it, you go really so. You also check it out. Oh, spatchcock. Ooh. Spatchcock. Yeah. Sounds like a bad disease to get. <laughs> I got the spatchcock. <laughs> it sounds like you need some antibiotics. I do. I need no, some. That's cool. That's, um, when you cut the chicken in half and it just kind of lays flat, so it lays flat. You know what I'm saying? Like, cut it, cut it down the back, boom. Yeah. And then you lay it flat. Mm. That Cajun does sound good. You can't go wrong with Cajun Especially butter. Cajun butter. Yeah. Man. I would love to be good. I'm have to, I'm at, like, I'm going to need a full report on, yep. uh, on your spatchcock. <laughs> spatchcock, you sound a little freaky to me. Yeah, it does. 
Sounds like something you do by yourself. <laughs> With some cream or something. Mm. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. So, what about the pies? Are you a big pie fan? I prefer cake over pie, but I will eat some pie. If that's what they, they're there, I will eat it. My favorite would be, like, French silk pie. I'm not a big, not a big pumpkin or I don't like pumpkin pie. pie. don't like pecan pie. No. Nah, apple like pie. Apple pie I can do. But it, or Cherry like, pie. I'm going I'm going to spatchcock. Now it's like the word of the day. Spatchcock. <laughs> oh my god. I actually saw it on the cookie show. That's the only and I didn't see them do it with a turkey. I saw them do it with a um chicken. They spatchcock the chicken? Mm-hmm. Just nice. put it in the oven. I wish the blueberry pie isn't really a Thanksgiving pie, is it? It's more of a summertime pie and cherry pie. Those are yeah. Those are more summertime but, pies. But I think you can have whatever kind of pie you want. I wonder who saw pumpkin and was like, you know what? I'm gonna eat this. I'm gonna make this into a pie. Food yeah. started from somewhere. Yeah. Who saw that pumpkin pie? Recipe? Some people do is it called Kodurkin, where it's like oh. turkey and duck, and they mix it all together. It's like you want know to talk about? Yeah, but it's more of like three things. Yeah. Yeah, true, true, like, like uh, July 4th thing. Exactly. Strawberry, cherry, and blueberry pies are all summer. Although pecan pie seems to be an all-year thing, too. I like stuffing, Courtney. I like it. Stuffing is I good. Do. But is I it like stuffing it or is it dressing? Because stuffing is not dry. Stuffing. What, like, what's, what's... What, is, what is the difference? One goes in the turkey and one doesn't? The stuffing is stuffed in the turkey, and dressing is. And the dressing is what you just do it. Yeah. Both. Me too. Both. It doesn't matter. As long as it's not dry, and I'm not soaking on it like toast. <laughs> yeah. No. You don't. You don't want that. Hmm. <laughs> I got some twenty. I got twenty-five Thanksgiving facts. Okay. You guys should know here. here. I'll. We'll go through each one. We'll discuss them and. uh See, see, we'll learn things today on the Freak Awesome Show. <laughs> All right, let's see here. First. Courtney, I'm like you. Like, I I struggle just to take the neck out of the turkey. That I'm, I'm like, <laughs> when I've got to reach in and do all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little weird about putting things in and out of the turkey. And like, I'll just say, ooh, good. Stuck up, stuck up his butt and, <laughs> and eat it. The first turkey trot dates back to the 1890s. Buffalo, New York was the city that was a turkey trot on Thanksgiving morning in 1896. Only six runners participated in the race that year, running on stretches of dirt road for roughly five miles. So the first turkey trot. Well, at least you wouldn't feel guilty about Thanksgiving dinner after you no. do your turkey trot. Yeah, you go, go off for a run. For a little little marathon action for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Staying, staying healthy. Hey, Jason. <laughs> hey, Jason. I never heard of the turkey trot. You know, the, the Thanksgiving, was, Thanksgiving was originally celebrated in, in mid-October. The first Thanksgiving celebration wasn't in November at all. In fact, 
some historians suggest it was held in mid-October, similar to the present Canadian Thanksgiving. There's President Lincoln who set the November date in order to in order to coincide with the Pilgrims landing on Plymouth Rock. So Lincoln was like, you know what? They landed here on this day, so we're going to make it, which really has nothing to do with them landing on. It's not like they landed there and then like, okay, let's eat. I think right. it was the next year. Like, <laughs> they had the stuff all set up. They just cut out, you know, take off the boat, set it up here, invite their friends to come over. I always says, how many forgot to take the neck out? I've never forgotten to take the neck out, but I cooked my first turkey upside down. What Then I found out later that a lot of people cook their turkey upside down, like breast side down because then all the juice goes down. But when you flip the turkey over, it's not dry. And that's what they do. With- it was nothing to do. Mine was nothing. It's like, I just picked the wrong side, threw it in the oven, it came out, and we started cooking. Didn't you cook yours like, upside down or something? I did. I yeah. was like, why is there no meat? There's no meat. But it was actually, it's actually a preferred way to do it. That way the juice goes down to the turkey and the rest meat stays juicy. But I never left anything in it. But um, Courtney said, I am not running anywhere on Thanksgiving except except to and from the kitchen. That's, you get a lot of exercise cooking on Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. Yeah, no, there might be a turkey chasing me or something. I ain't running nowhere. Nope. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, pumpkin pie isn't actually Thanksgiving's favorite pie. The dessert has been an important part of Thanksgiving meals since the 1700s. However, the American Pie Council, which I want to be a part of, I want to be a part of the American Pie Council or the American Cake Council, would be even better. Yeah. I need to, we need to join that. It's putting an end to the pumpkin versus apple pie debate. According to his research, apple pies are America's favorite with pumpkin pie coming in second place. So apple pie is the champion of pies, according to the American Pie Council. Yeah. I, and I'm saying, and now we have experts yes. with us that pumpkin pie Shit. They're backing us up. I mean, I'll drink a pumpkin spice latte. I'm not based to take bitch. I'll drink a pumpkin spice latte all day long, but I do not like pumpkin pie. If I eat pumpkin pie, it better have equal amounts of Cool Whip or some sort of whipped topping on top of it. Like my Cool Whip better be as big as my pie on top. To so make you forget you're eating pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> You just want a cool, you want a cool whip pie with some like leave some pumpkin spice <laughs> sprinkled on top. This is my a little pumpkin on top. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> a pumpkin garnish. <laughs> yeah. You know, female female turkeys don't gobble. So if you hear a gobble, 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 that is a male turkey making that sound. Okay. Well, what do the female turkeys do? Uh, it's like <laughs> I didn't say. Uh, let's see here. Only male turkeys, turkeys are make the well-known gobble gobble sound that has come to be associated with the holiday. In fact, male turkeys are even known as gobblers. Females make other noises such as purring and cackling. Cackling, of course. So you hear some cackling in the woods. <laughs> it is a female turkey coming at you. I, I think that is gender. Whatever it is, bashing. They That's, what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. These damn sexist on this on this site. 
first Thanksgiving was actually a three-day festival. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated in 1621 as, as a harvest festival, including 50 pilgrims and 90 Wapanog Indians. It lasted three days. Historians believe that only five women were present. Only five. Again, what the hell? <laughs> I, wonder if they were, I wonder if they were cackling. Probably were. <laughs> they're, they're, were they purring and cackling? <laughs> they're purring and cackling. It's just wrong. Mm, I apologize to all you pilgrim women that didn't get to go to Thanksgiving dinner. Hey, those are some bad women that would have been at the first day. Yeah, you survived the first and year. And you survived it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. made it all the way across the ocean and lived on this land with no you made it Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, you deserve you deserve a, a cooked raccoon or whatever, whatever they eat <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Like that. You needed that cooked stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, here's one. Here's one for you. Historians have no record of turkey being eaten at think at the first Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving feast, which happened in 1621, again. With three whole days dedicated to the celebration, although Turkey was plentiful in the region and a common food source, it's likely that it wasn't actually a star of the festivities. Another fouling. Instead, ducks, geese, and swans are believed to have been served to the English settlers and Native Americans. So stop eating turkey and start eating swan. I thought for sure you were to say squirtle. <laughs> squirtle? I was not anything other. So you, we do, we've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> you need to start, you know, find go to the local grocery store and see, uh, and see if you can find Squaw on that food line. They were bougie. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Duck, geese, and Squaw, what is this? Man, what are they, like Dr. Dre or something? Hell. <laughs> I don't think we could be able to find Swan at the local Walmart. This turkey's great, but I wish I had some swan right now. I want, they're so pretty, too. God. That long neck. Imagine trying to kill that thing. I guess geese have long necks, too. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey beat to be the national bird. I knew that. That. He wrote, on my own pot, I wish the bald eagle had not been chosen for representative of our country. For the truth, the turkey is, is in comparison a much more respectable bird. Although Franklin didn't, didn't get his wish. But he could have been, turkey could have been our national bird. And then we wouldn't be able to have turkey for... Exactly. We'd be forced to eat swan land. Or, We'd be eating eagles. We'd be, we'd be eagles for Thanksgiving. I guess there's. I mean, I think those are a lot harder to kill because they can actually fly. Oh my goodness! God, you imagine. I bet they're like. I bet there's a lot. Of, I bet there's like. Not much like very tender meat, you know, because they're they're you know flying out. I bet I bet they're not very tasty. I'm kind of glad that, that we don't have the eagle, eagles and swans for Thanksgiving Day. 
Turkeys fly. Well, yeah. These don't fly as high as eagles do, though. I don't think. I haven't seen a turkey soaring over my head. Like I have. <laughs> no, you can just see them in the field. Yeah, I'll see them. I'll see them fly like, <laughs> you know, like kind of low to the ground, but not super high. But if I look up, the majestic turkey flying across my. It's like that. Remember that that WKRP episode, the turkey drop, where they're dropping turkeys, live turkeys, out of a helicopter, because they and they they end up like like hitting the ground, and the guy at the end says, you know, like. For the love of God or something, I thought turkeys could fly or something. Because <laughs> throwing them out the back of a helicopter. So apparently, they can't fly out of a helicopter. I'm envisioning someone climbing a tall tree to an eagle nest. They look like like I would want to hunt an eagle. I don't know. Yeah. Well, turkeys aren't. I just see them like you trying to hunt them, and then they come down all pissed off at you because they're like yeah. big. They got big talons and like I don't know. I think one might could take me out. I think so. I mean, I, I you know I think I mean, trying to tag trying to kill a swan might be hard too. I mean, geese are bitches. You get you get too quick. Yeah. They'll chase you. <laughs> they will. They'll come after you and not stop and hiss at you. They're pretty. I think the turkey just got doomed because it was docile. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of a turkey so attacking someone. Try to fight that. <laughs> I try to fight this bird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It would be it would be rough. That's where like you know what I'm gonna kill a turkey. Uh, I've tried I've tried tried eagles for Thanksgiving. I tried swans. I wonder what like I wonder if they used spices back then. I guess what kind of like what they used to spice up their food. If the like the Native Americans, yeah, yeah. Well, we traded for spices and stuff, didn't we? But I guess by the first Thanksgiving, maybe we weren't trading much. Settle for, oh, settle for the scones, exactly. And then you can have like nice little yeah. like pelts to wear too. <laughs> Cover your ears up, make them warm during the winter time. Uh, the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade featured Central Park Zoo animals. The Macy's Apparently they did at one point. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was originally called the Macy's Christmas Parade to kick off the holiday shopping season. In 1924, the first parade included monkeys, bears, camels, and elephants borrowed from the Central Park Zoo instead of the traditional character balloons we know today. I'm guessing the character balloons are a lot easier to handle. Maybe unless it's windy. <laughs> monkeys walking down uh, New York. See, I don't even know the name of the road they go down. I'm not even sure either. Because that's when there. Santa Claus comes. Doesn't it, doesn't Santa Claus come like at the end of the Thanksgiving Day yeah. parade? Yep. What are your thoughts on people decorating for Christmas? before Thanksgiving, like the day after Halloween. That's a little early. That's a little early for me. I did a lot of times would decorate. I didn't this year, but a lot of times I would decorate um, like today, like tonight. Mm -hmm. I would sometimes decorate right before Thanksgiving so that you got like a whole extra like thing 
holiday with it. So I, I, I said, used to do it the day after Thanksgiving. Then I started doing it like a couple of days before Thanksgiving, so you can enjoy it just a little bit longer. But you know, I think I don't. I used to if if people were decorating as early a few years ago, I'd probably be much more judgy about it. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like we've all been through a, the last three years, four years have just been rough, and I think people are just looking for fun and excitement and relaxation and just to enjoy themselves. So I think. All more power to you if you want your stuff up early. But because now we start doing, people were starting to decorate for Halloween, like September first, yeah. right after Labor. No, yeah, so exactly. Whatever floats your boat. As soon as the summer was done, like I took okay, down. <laughs> well, I, I I took down the summer decorations and put up the fall harvest decorations, and then like when it got closer to Halloween, I'd put like the pumpkins out and stuff like that. But I'd see, I'd see inflatables in people's yards in yeah. middle of September or even earlier. Yeah. And it was perfectly fine. But people seem to get a, a bug up their butt about decorating for Christmas after Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving. It's, it's fun. It, it's a fun, like, seeing the lights and stuff. I like just like the lights, yeah. period. I think that just makes things. And, like, how many times when you take your Christmas tree down, once you decorate, like, your house, and once you take it down, don't you feel like your Christmas, like, it's empty? Yeah. It looks a little empty? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, my house pretty much stays decorated, like, all like all the holidays. I yeah. feel empty. Like, I feel empty after the holidays are over because yeah. of, you know, just, just constantly doing stuff, you know, and just – yeah. Being around the lights, everyone's excited for Christmas. Yeah. People are pissed off about Christmas. You know, but it's it's just something. It's always something to do. And uh, Howie, good to do. Let me decorate, Marcy. I usually would do it on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. I would decorate for Christmas. Yeah, I remember you. I remember Howie talking about the animals at Lakeside Avenue, that which was a resort. And they actually still have, you know, parts of the resort in at that golf course where um, the Lakeside like Inn or hotel used to be. There are the docks where they used to have the canoes set up. You can still go yeah. out there and see it. Um, he told me that he, he when he was a kid, he would go walk in the woods back there, and he actually found the cages where they kept the monkeys at the Lakeside Zoo. So I thought that was pretty neat, and that's something I would love to to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, Howie said, when should you start decorating, and by legend, when should you take down the lights down? I don't remember the start decorating. I feel like back in the day, you used to not decorate till like, the night before Christmas. I believe most people, like, back in the way back, they always decorate, like, the night before, I thought. And I always thought you were supposed to keep your lights up, at least what my mother told me. And who knows, this could be a whole while. So cool, mountain tail, but she always said you needed to keep them up until after the New Year. Like New Year's Day, you could take it down. So how I would say answer. <laughs> I take them down. I take my lights down the day after Christmas. Or it's Christmas after. I take it on, on Christmas because I get depressed when Christmas is over. So I'll just take them down. Like, oh, yep, got to move on. I hate seeing. 
Courtney, because my mom, like, you, like, your says that, like, take it down so you don't bring it into the new year. My mom always said it was bad luck to take it down before New Year. So, I don't know. I've been told the light and tree doesn't come down until after bad luck. So, now, how is there something a little bit different? Yeah. So, one of us will keep the lights on, and uh, one of us will take, we'll take them down. And whoever has the shittier year, we're like, okay, well, we'll know. <laughs> now we should just do it for each other. Like, Ron is taking hers down, so I'm, I'm, Ron is leaving hers up, so I'm going to take mine down so that she has good luck. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Lois Clark says January 7th. That is the, that is what she says as far as taking. I think it is based on family myth and regional myth. I think that's probably yeah. likely true. What? Honestly, it's probably we were told whatever our parents were told. I mean, we could honestly have this conversation for a Christmas episode. (laughs) We're going from Thanksgiving to actually Christmas is over in this conversation. She said, you're also not supposed to sweep your house on New Year's Day or sweep out the good luck for the rest of the year. I have heard that. You're supposed to eat. But you uh, need to New Year's Day. I ain't doing much of nothing. (laughs) So it's all good. I ain't sweeping nothing. You think supposed to eat black eyed peas and stewed tomatoes and collard corn greens? Bread. Yep. And cornbread and I believe. Yes. Pork. I remember keeping our Christmas decorations up during the Iran hostage crisis until the hostages come home came home. Oh wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. I heard that many moms did that as well. And we used to take the Christmas decorations out of Christmas decorations down on New Year's Day because the next day we'd be going to school and the yeah. holidays were over. Again, which is why I don't like New Year's because they remind me, my, my grandparents would be going back to Michigan, Christmas is over, and it was just super depressing. And I knew I had to go to school the next day. New Year's Day is like a triggering <laughs> holiday for me. <laughs> Uh, what's another fact? Let's let's let's. I'm gonna bog you down with knowledge here. Uh, Sarah Josepha Hale was actually the mother of Thanksgiving. Famous for writing for writing, Mary had a little lamb. Sarah Josepha Hale was a 19th century writer and editor who was nicknamed the mother or godmother of Thanksgiving. The name seemed fitting for after she wrote a letter to President Abraham Lincoln and Secretary of State William Seward in 1863, calling for the Declaration of Giving as a national holiday. Her hope was that the holiday would help the nation heal from the trauma of the Civil War. See, I think that's why everybody's decorating early this year. They're, they're recovering from the trauma of the last few years with COVID and all of the things that's been going on, I think it's just everybody getting back to a little bit easier, more peaceful time. Yeah, plus Thanksgiving decorations aren't exactly plentiful. You can buy you can yeah. buy a um, inflatable turkey, but if you want to, you know, decorate your house in orange and brown lights for Thanksgiving, and then uh, take them down to put up your lights for Christmas. I don't think people are going to be doing that. I think they're just going to put Christmas <laughs> lights up and say, F it. Uh, 
If people start putting lights up on their houses for Halloween, I'll see houses decked out. Oh, yeah. I've got right. a couple of houses in my neighborhood that go all out for Halloween. Mm-hmm. All out. Yes, it is comforting. It's, I like the Christmas decorations, the holiday decorations. And you can, you, know, you can have Christmas lights outside and be decorated for Thanksgiving on the inside. The two can interact together. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It you can. have it decorations for both. You know? I mean, I have a Christmas tree up that stays up all year. And I just put... Well, I mean, we did, where I used to work, we had a Christmas tree up all year, um, and it was decorated for every holiday. Like, as soon as, you know, Christmas was over, it was decorated for Valentine's Day, and then it was decorated for St. Patrick's Day, and then it was decorated for, you know, um, spring, and then it was Easter, and, like, we decorated it for every holiday or season. It was, we changed the decorations every month pretty much. I wonder, since it wasn't a national holiday until after the Civil War, was it even, like, celebrated? Would people, would people just have Thanksgiving when they felt like it? Yeah, yeah maybe if they didn't just... have, like, a, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Yeah. What did they do before, like, it was uh, whatever Thursday of November? You know what I mean? And I wonder why they, they wonder why Lincoln decided to make it coincide with the landing on the rocks. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be weird celebrating Thanksgiving in October, though. I kind of like it the way it is, like the entry. So we have Thanksgiving and then Halloween, then like a month, then Christmas. It'd be weird. Yeah. They probably eating swan still if we didn't change it over. Uh, uh, let's see here. Here's a Christmas Christmas uh fact for you. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving Day song. Before becoming a holiday anthem, Jingle Bells was an 1857 song entitled One Horse Open Sleigh, and its composer, James Pierpont, intended it to be a Thanksgiving song, but it became so popular around December 25th that in 1859, the title was changed to Jingle Bells and the Rest is History. I mean, I want to live in a time... It to be a Thanksgiving song. It doesn't really talk about, like, Santa or... It doesn't. But where... Where... Like that. Where... Well, you can ride you... your sleigh to Thanksgiving dinner. We're having that much snow that you could drive a sleigh in November to Thanksgiving dinner. It's, like, up north. Like, it's already... It, like, snowed on John and then in Vermont last week. Oh, yeah. Was it, was it sleigh-worthy snow, though? No, I think it was only like an inch and a half. Yeah. Try driving a sleigh and inch and a half of snow. That can get very far. Whoosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. I forgot about that. I was actually sitting here trying to think, are there any Thanksgiving songs? But, yeah. You forgot about the Thanksgiving song. Yeah. There's Over the River and Through the Woods. I guess that's a Thanksgiving song. I didn't know that either. They're calling for snow by the end of the month here in Western Maryland. 
Wow. Well, that's not far from us. So no. Maybe we're going to have some by the end of the month. No. Usually, what will happen is we'll get a report. It's going to be a lot of snow, like, next week or something like that, hypothetically. And then, like, and then slowly each day, it'll become less and less. It'll become like, oh, it's going to be a mixed bag. Oh, it's going to be freezing rain. Oh, it's yeah. going to be all rain. Oh, nothing is going to happen. It's like, you know how you know snow is coming to Virginia? Do you know how you know? I know. Tell me. If you think about it, if they're calling for snow and a day or two before they're saying it's going to snow, it's like 70 degrees. I can guarantee you within a day or two it'll snow. So that's all. It will hit suddenly like in January. It'll be like 70 degrees one day, and it will snow a day or two later. I'm going to test that theory out. Remind me when it's 70 degrees, it's 70 degrees in January. It was. It's happened. I started watching it, and I'm like, this is kind of a thing. It's suddenly really warm mm-hmm. in like January and like, February. And you're like, there's no way it's going to snow. It's 70 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. They'll be calling for it, and none of us will believe it. Degrees you'll see the you'll see the road is all white because of the the salt on it. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, my dad always said that if the, if the snow's coming from the south, and they'd love to say some inches, it's going to be like six inches. My dad always said if it's coming from the south up, we're going to get hammered. You haven't you haven't had so, a good snow in a long time. No, I was saying not in a long long time. Last year we got none. None. Zero. Oh my God! Not even like Zero. may have seen some flurries or something. Yeah. But okay with that. I, I love snow. I love seeing it. I love I love it when it, I get I get excited when it, the ground is covered. But then it gets annoying because <laughs> you know walking through your feet get cold. You get like yeah. So it was great until it just until you get tired of it. Yeah. I love the sounds in the air with this exactly Laura. Yeah, it's so quiet when it snows. So peaceful. Look, we got Courtney over there. She's ready to go get her her decorations up and she's doing a snow dance. She's ready to she's ready to go out on a one horse open sleigh. <laughs> with Sean, you know. To go hunting the eagles. Exactly. Canning. Go hunting, hunting the flying canning. turkeys. <laughs> yeah. Hunting for flying turkeys. Uh, Do some swan hunting while you're out there. The new tradition. <laughs> yep. What's up, Ariel? From Clifton Paranormal. Hope we get a good snow. We need a, we need a good snowstorm, Kristen. You're right. We, we need a good. We need a we good lizard. We need an ice age here in Virginia. This no, region. we don't need all that. <laughs> No, we need a good snow. Good snow. It like comes on like Thursday night or Friday, and by like Monday or Tuesday, it's all melted and gone. I wonder, so we're like, like stuck in the house for a couple of days. Wonder what people like in like Alaska do, or like Antarctica, if they like eat penguins for Thanksgiving or something. Have <laughs> <laughs> a penguin. I couldn't. Give me that here. <laughs> I would, send, I would be a vegetarian. That's right. And there's no vegetables in Antarctica, I don't think. <laughs> no. No, they probably don't. <laughs> Get my in Antarctica, thank you. It's a very special thing in Antarctica, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We can play the whale blubber and shit. <laughs> oh. 
it's an American, it's an American holiday, so I guess they wouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving in Antarctica. I will, although in Alaska they probably do. Everything's got to be. I guess they have turkeys in Alaska. Yeah. Okay, I don't want yeah. a Canadian be for Thanksgiving. That's a good question. I want to be like turkeys or. Would they like moose for Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> Uh, oh, lots, lots of maple syrup up there. They pour maple syrup on the turkey. <laughs> they pour butter maple syrup on the turkey. That's what they based it in. <laughs> hey, that might not be bad. <laughs> no, like. <laughs> it might not be bad. Yeah, see, Laura Brown. It's savory. Yeah. I mean, people eat. Uh, think, kind of uh, like we put like pineapple can, juice and sugar on a ham. Why yeah. can't you put like syrup on your turkey? If, Dude, Canada. If you if you're not doing that yet, <laughs> I think we I think we we okay, just got an idea for you. We just changed your Thanksgiving. We just made your Thanksgiving ten times better. Yep. You need to base your base your turkey in maple syrup and butter. Canadians celebrate things a full month and a half before Americans on the second. I knew it was in October. Yeah, and that's when they that's when they they were celebrating the our Thanksgiving for a while. Nick was like, we can't be like those damn Canadians up there. We're going to change our what Thanksgiving. What did they eat? That's what I want to know. What did they eat? Yes. Did they burn? What did they eat? They eat turkey. Let's, let's, let's ask Google. What do Canadians eat for Thanksgiving? Pancakes. They, oh, dried brine turkey. Okay. This is 30 Thanksgiving or Canadian Thanksgiving recipes. E- easy sauces and herb stuffing. Roasted Brussels, grouse, and balsamic. Oh, this is all stuff we eat. Same stuff we eat. Okay. Not a damn thing with maple syrup. What's wrong with them? Jeez. I wonder if they watch hockey on Thanksgiving. Like, we watch football. We watch, we watch football, probably. Okay, okay uh-huh. here it is. What is the difference between Canadian Thanksgiving and U.S. Thanksgiving? Here we go. To begin with, I'm going to go, all right, read the whole article here. Uh, do, 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 do. Begin with the Canadian celebrate Thanksgiving, of blah, 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 blah. Uh, we knew that part. It is the main reason, just believe the main reason for the time contrast is the result of Canada being located further north geogra- geographically and thus making harvest season sooner, arrive sooner. Okay. But what it may... Be what it may, the origins of Thanksgiving are not vastly dissimilar in both countries in that it is fundamentally an autumnal celebration of hopefully of a hopefully bountiful harvest that will allow inhabitants to, to survive the hardships of winter. Okay. Which isn't like... That makes sense, though. I mean, it makes sense that they would do it earlier. The grip washing... Yeah, it's it's not. I guess it's not so much that anymore. We're we're relying on a harvest, yeah. um, to get us through. Although, you know, with with the supply chain and you know stuff like that, it is it is it does get harder to find things, but you can always find something. This year seems a little bit better, but I remember last year it was hard to find a turkey. Yeah. If you didn't get it early. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's true. But it hasn't got to, yeah, hasn't got to the point where you just 
like back then where where you were relying on what you grew to yeah. get you through the winter. I grew up watching the Redskins and versus Cowboys every Thanksgiving with the family. Yeah, me too. Or watching the Lions play. Do not participate in Black Friday. I don't participate in Black Friday. I've done the Black Friday thing out there with the crazy people at 6 in the morning, and I don't do it anymore. (laughs) Did you know the turkey tryptophan doesn't actually make you tired? So that is a myth that's been busted here on the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. On Thanksgiving Day, you probably expect to be tired after eating turkey. Thanks to claims made about the amino acid tryptophan, the holiday bird isn't actually to blame. The reason you can't imagine <laughs> probably the reason you can't imagine doing anything else but watching football on the couch is just because you over overeat. Oh, this is over eight. You over eight. I'm thinking over eight. Over eight. <laughs> you over eight. You over eight the meal. That's why you can eat you can't eat. Uh after you've had a big meal, your body goes into basically shutdown mode and sleep gets gets promoted. I am gonna agree with that. I agree. Sleep gets promoted, and then I wake up, and then I watch a little bit more football or whatever's going on, and then I eat some more. <laughs> then I go back from the dessert I couldn't eat the first time. What is up, Sarah? Sarah. Karaoke on Thanksgiving. That sounds fun. Sarah. No you look close for 40. I'd be knocking on y'all's door after dinner. I'd be, yeah, let's do a, a Thanksgiving karaoke session. Yes. The majority of Americans just secretly dislike classic Thanksgiving dishes, but eat them anyways. I can see. I can All see right. that. Well, I mean, I guess the stuff gets made, you don't – but I wouldn't eat it if I didn't like it. <laughs> I, again, I, I, I start – I like I it. I like the yams and stuff, and my mother-in-law used to always have those, and I would not not eat them. <laughs> I like the food until I eat it. I, 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 I will – I love to smell the turkey. I mean, but I start eating I get really full. I guess that's not liking it. It's more – the worst is when you go to a Thanksgiving dinner and they have good snacks before. Yeah. And then you're expected to eat all that stuff? Yeah. I'm just going to show up, like, right when the meal starts so we can miss the snacks. Because I am a big <laughs> snack eater. I am. If you have, like, good crackers and cheese out there, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be all about it? Oh, yeah. Especially with the good dips, like the cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And then they complain, why aren't you eating anything? Well, because I just ate a pound of chips. You snacks the wrong thing. You feel like buffalo chicken dip out and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not like a good buffalo chicken dip. What we should do is if they, if, if they have a karaoke machine or something, we should do a karaoke night at the cabin. That would be fun. That would be awesome. That would be fun. Uh, or be karaoke with the ghosts. <laughs> that would be a new one. We've got 